This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. And in the end of this week's parasha, Pasha Shemini, the Torah talks about the rules of what makes an animal kosher for consumption. Maybe over Shabbos we'll talk about why is that in Parsha Shemini. It absolutely has no connection to the first half of the parsha, which is Hanukkah Samishkon and the passing of Nadav Aviyu. But at the end of this week's parsha, the Torah gives us the rule of thumb for knowing what an animal that is allowed to be eaten. So we all know, they taught it to us when we were small children, that an animal has two sim on it. It says it in the Chumash in this week's parsha. If an animal chews its cud and it has split hooves, it's a kosher animal. If it doesn't have both sim on it, it's not a kosher animal. That's what we all know. Now, we've spoken in the past about birds. Because by birds, the Torah doesn't give you simonim for birds. Birds, the Torah gives you a whole list of birds, but it doesn't tell you a way of knowing the simonim. There's a Mishnah Mechulin. The Mishnah gives us a whole list of uh, ways of telling about a bird, but we don't have uh, a clear, clear-cut clear system for birds. And for that reason, there's a famous Rashi Mechulin, quoted by the Ramon Shulchan Aruch, that we don't eat birds unless we have a Messiah. Svarim don't pass them like this in Shochanach. But us Ashkenazim, if we have a new bird that comes to town, even if it looks and has all the simonim of the Mishnah and Chulin, we will not eat it until we have a Messiah, until we have a tradition. And that was the big tumult, as we spoke about in the past, about Turkey, because Turkey came from India with no Messiah, and that's the whole discussion. But uh, today I want to discuss a different topic. Today, well, they thought it came from India. They thought it came from India. That's why they called it Basar Hoidu. But I want to talk about not the bird family today, I want to talk about the animal. Um, in, the, in 1950, in Eretz Yisrael, there was a very big tumult. Because someone decided in 1950 to use a different type of meat to produce meat and for milk. And the name of this is called the zebu, Z-E-B-U. Now this animal is a very unique animal. You can look at it, uh, you can Google it just like I did. It looks different than a cow, and it has a hump on its back, which is very much not like a cow. It has very flappy hanging ears. It doesn't exactly look like a cow, but it produces milk and it produces meat. And they figured this animal was found predominantly in South, <coughs> South America, but it does very well in, in, in warmer climate because it holds its water much longer. So someone decided that they think it might be a good idea to import this meat to Eretz Yisrael. And this way you'll be able to use this type of meat and milk in Eretz Yisrael in 1950. Okay? After remember, 1950s, right after Kamas and Medina, they're always looking for ideas to improve the country. So the question was, can they have zebu, zebu, zebu meat or milk from uh, South America? So what's the shaila? The shaila is, is it has all the tusimonim. It chews its cud, it has split hoofs. However, there's a very important shach. In Simon Pei, in Shulchan Aruch, the Mechab is discussing the difference between a chaya and a behema. The Gemara, Mishnah, talks about there's halachic differences between what's classified as a chaya and what's classified as a behemoth. Whether or not you do kisi adam, whether or not the chaylev is asr, whether or not there's an isr of oisav yesh. A whole list of differences between a chaya and a behemoth. And the Shulchan Aruch discusses that in Simon Pei, in Yerodeya. And he tells you that how are you supposed to know if it's a chaya or a behemoth? So you can tell by the horns. The way the horns are, are uh, set up. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sign. So the Shach writes the following. He says... We'll take a look in the base Yosef, but he writes says the shach since today the shach again seventeenth century writes the shach. We don't know exactly which horn means this. We only use what we have in Masira, like we write by birds. Says the shach, you have to use a Masira just like you use a Masira when it comes to Ifis. Now, how do you understand this shach? The prima Godim understood the shach, that the shach wasn't saying you're not allowed to eat an animal that doesn't have a Messiah. 
If you come across an animal and it has, a, and it has two simonim, you can eat it. The shach of him wants to know if you want to figure out if it's a chaya or a behema with its halachic ramifications, for that you need a messaira. But to eat it, you don't need a messaira. That was the opinion of the prima gada. However, the Chachmas Adam, also known as the Chai Adam, he didn't seem to learn the Shach this way. He understood the Shach, the means that the Shach is saying that if you want to eat an animal today, a behemoth, that we have no tradition on, even if it has all the Samanim, you cannot eat it. Because to eat an animal, it needs a Messiah. Just like a bird needs a Messiah. That's how the Chai Adam understood this comment from the Shach. What's the Nafkamina? The Zibu. The Zibu, there's no Messiah on the Zibu. The Zibu wasn't eaten by Jews like the cow was. But the zebu has the two simonim. So would the zebu be kosher or not kosher for consumption? So in 1950, the shah was brought to the chief rabbi of Eretz Yisrael in 1950, which was? No. Rabbi Herzog. Cook was already out of the picture. Rabbi Cook was the first chief rabbi, right? So Rabbi Herzog was the chief rabbi. And when the shayla came to him, so out of respect, he first sent the shayla to the chazinish. And the chazinish said, Chmeif, Kenish Dessen, you can't eat it. Why? So the chazinish said, we have this chayodam. It's stating the chayodam that you're not allowed to eat an animal unless there's a masaira. There's no masaira on the zibu, you can't eat the zibu. Chazanish passed it. Rev Herzog sent many letters to the Chazanish arguing this point. And one of his arguments was we don't pass like the chayodam. We don't pass like this chayodam. No one understands how the chayodam read that in the shach. If you look up the shach and send pay, it totally does not sound like that. And therefore, Rev Herzog argued to, to the Chazanish that first of all, we don't pass like the chayodam. That was one of his very compelling arguments. We don't pass like the chayodam. <laughs> And the Chazanish's argument back was, maybe we don't paskin like the Chayodim, but clearly in the times of the Chayodim in Vilma, they were not eating birds without a Messiah. Maybe that might be pshat in the Shach, but from the Chayodim's life and onwards, in Vilma at least, they were not eating birds without a Messiah. So that became a new minig. I mean, uh, behemoth without a Messiah. Therefore says the Chazanish, even if it's not pshat in the Shach, and maybe he, the Chayodim misunderstood the Shach, but at least in Vilma, starting from the 1800s, no one was eating uh, an animal without a Messiah. What? Oh, so that's part of the argument. So the other argument that many people make is, is that this is not a new... That, what, the, what the Chayodim meant, if you have a new animal that no one ever heard of, no one ever saw of, this animal was around. It wasn't just Yesh uh, Me'ayin. It was around. It was, in, it was in South America. It was in India. And Rabbi Herzog went down to India. And he met with religious Jews. And they said that we've been eating this for hundreds of years. So he came back to the Chazanish. He told the Chazanish, Chabah Messiah. I have a Messiah from the Jews of India, and the Chazanish said, no, you can't use that Messiah. He held, you can't use the Messiah, you walk him, walk him. It's actually very complicated to figure out how he con- what constitutes a Messiah. The Chazanish said, no, you can't use it, no good. The Chazanish did not give his askama, and in Eretz Yisrael, they did not eat. In those years, they did not have the Zibu because the Chazanish asked it. It's interesting, they asked the Shalat to Rebbe Yashif. And Rebbe Yashif's response was, was, you can't eat the Zibu. And Rabbi Shavayis writes in the Tshuva, he says that he heard that what Rabbi Yashid really meant was is that Litvish Yidin can't eat the Zibu. Litvish Yidin who swear by the Chai Adam and the Chai Adam is their guidebook for life, they talk you can't eat it. But Zohar Rabbi Yashid, let's say you're not from Lithuanian. You're from Poland, Galicia, then Avada, you can eat it. You're not Meshuvah, then the Chai Adam. If you take a look at the Daki Tshuva, the Daki Tshuva Taka writes like the Prima Godim. He doesn't learn the Shach like like the Chayadim, he learns the Shach like the Prima Godim. So Rabbi Hashem claims he spoke to someone who was in Rabbi Yashem's circle, and Rabbi Yashem agreed that he only said you can't eat Zibu if you're a Litvak. But if you're not a Litvak, you can eat the Zibu because we're not passing like the Chayadim. Rabbi Hashem has his own Hamahalach, why he thinks it's Asr, why he thinks that the Zibu is Mutter anyways. He thinks it's so close 
It's so similar to the cow. It's not a, a fundamentally different animal just because it has a hump on its back. He doesn't think that's enough to, uh, to uh, lose its similarity. The shayla is... Um, it's not only the gear to the, the... Okay, so in America, we don't, eat, we don't have the, zoo, the zebu meat so much. But we have another animal in America that is very popular called the American buffalo. Why am I saying the American buffalo? Because there's a European buffalo, which was discussed in Shulchan Aruch, but what we call today the American buffalo. The American buffalo is also like a funny type of a cow. Looks a little different. But again, it has both the simane kashris, and there's no there's no on the American buffalo. So what do we do with the American buffalo? So the chayyot should be the same shayla. If you hold like the chayyadom, it should be aser. If you hold like the primagadim, it should be mutter. So they sent the shayla to Rabbi Belsky. So Rabbi Belsky writes a truva in his sefer Shulchan Alevi. He says it's mutter. He writes that it's mutter because we assume not like this chayyadom. And then he has a line that Rabbi Yaakov once told him that the primagadim carried more weight than the chayyadom, even amongst the litvaks. That, that even though we think the chayyadom was the end all safer for litvish jury, he claims the primagadim was even more powerful. And since the prima gardim is moderate, so he thought it was mother also. So Maisa, at the end of the day, the American buffalo is kosher. And today, even, even the zebu is kosher. Do you know why the zebu is kosher today? Because someone decided to take a zebu and mix breed it with a cow. The Gemara says that a kosher animal, if bred with a kosher animal, will produce a healthy offspring. If an animal that's kosher is bred with an animal that is not kosher, it will not produce a healthy offspring. So therefore, someone did it, not that you have permission to do it, but someone took the zebu and bred it with a cow, and you know what happened? It produced an amazing offspring. So now we know it's kosher, because together it bred and produced, a, and they're doing it today, it's a whole industry, where they take the zebu and they mix it together with some cow, and they have this new barrier. So now it's motive for everyone, because now we know it's a kosher amin, because if it wouldn't be a kosher amin, it wouldn't produce a healthy offspring. And the same thing with the buffalo. The American buffalo is also breeded today. They do it in Texas. They breed it together with some form of a cow, and they produce another thing. So now we know that these two things are kosher. So at the, after all the tumble, if the Chazanish was alive to see it, he would also have been masking that you're allowed to have the zebu, and for that matter, you're allowed to have the American buffalo. The American buffalo is under hashkacha. Zebu today is also under hashkacha, not popular here in America, because it's mostly, it's mostly found in, in the South America, and Brazil, and those countries. But maybe in Israel today, they're still serving zebu. There was a big tumble about 20 years ago in B'nai Brak. They made a whole rash about it, because someone found out that they're really serving zebu meat instead of real meat. They made a whole tumble, and after two weeks... The whole tumult died down because they realized zebu is mutter today because it mixed breeds with a kosher animal. Therefore, we know today it's completely kosher for consumption, both its meat and its milk.